Welcome back to the Next Apex Podcast. I am Josh Bayless at Josh underscore Bayless on Instagram, and I'm joined over here by Mr. Donovan Tompkins at D Tompkins Media over on Instagram. If you do enjoy this episode, be sure to share it with your friends, um, and also give us a nice little rating on uh, Spotify, Apple Podcast, or wherever the heck you're listening. Um, <laughs> also, if you're on YouTube, uh, Instagram, definitely be sure to share it with us. Uh, or share it with uh, share it with your friends if you do enjoy it. Um, but yeah, we are back for another episode, and there's been quite a bit of news. There's been a little bit, and we had a pretty interesting poll go up today. Mm-hmm. I thought it was kind of. We weird. haven't even talked about our results at all. Uh-uh. I, let's save it. Or are we doing it first? Let's do it first. Let's do it first. All right, let's go into it. Yeah. So, um, if you guys aren't familiar, uh, if you guys haven't, if you guys are new. We've been running a tournament um, looking at the best cars that you can get for $70,000. dollars 50 to $70,000. $50,000 to $70,000. Right. Um, and they, they have to be new cars, and they have to be around $70,000. So um, the first week we ran the ZL1 versus the Mach 1, um, and the ZL1 won quite dramatically, except on your poll. Yeah, my my poll <laughs> voted for the Mustang, but it doesn't matter because we both voted for the ZL1, yep. so that passed through. Oh, speaking of which, rules. Um, if he and I do not agree on a car, that is when we resort to the poll results. Yeah, but if we both agree, our vote counts more than anything else. If we both agree, then it's over. Exactly. Which but is we'll still happened, mention the poll. Which just is just what happened last week, because last week we both agreed mm-hmm. that we would both take, um, what was it, over the Supra. Uh, the new 400Z, and 400Z, the yeah. poll results overwhelmingly said Supra over 400Z. Yeah, but we both said 400Z, Yeah, which I was surprised because on my story, the story before the poll, I even said the rumors of the 400Z, which have we've described here on the podcast, and it seems like the 400Z is just the smarter choice. But yeah. people for now still choose, uh, still chose the Supra. Yeah, which for surprised. now. For now. I just want to yeah. point that out. For now. Um, anyway, so this week we decided to do the Audi TTRS and pit it up against the BMW Z4 M40i, which is essentially a Supra without a hood, a roof. Just about, yeah. It has no head, basically. Um, so let's go ahead and discuss kind of our thoughts first. So which one, which one are you, which one are you taking home if you have, if you have the choice? Well, I think the BMW has a better balance. Um, front engine, classic BMW proportions of a front engine, rear-wheel drive sports car or GT car because it's kind of GT-ish. Yeah. Um, I do love that inline six. And I also do like convertibles. I mean, a lot of people in the car community don't really like convertibles, it seems like, or they usually choose the coupe over the convertible. I actually like convertibles. I think it adds some uh, drama to the drive. But I'm choosing the TTRS. <laughs> yeah. I like the look of the TTRS more, and it's also, I think it's a little bit more sporty of a drive, even though you can drift the Z4 a little bit easier if you're going to do that, Um, but then again, are you really taking your Z4 to the track? Probably not. More than likely not. Yeah, and the TTRS is just a sleeper, and it sounds so good. The five cylinders is a unique engine, which is really nice. It sounds amazing, which is why I would take the TTRS too. Yeah. Um, I mean, the sound is just incredible. You can get easily, I mean, realistically, both of these engines, if you wanted mm-hmm. to tune them, 
You could get either of them up to a thousand horsepower <laughs> if you really wanted to. If you want to, it's it's the the uh, tuning company is already ready for you to do that. Yes, exactly. You just need the, the money. The B fifty eight, the Audi five cylinder, both of them are ridiculously reliable. Re- well, the B fifty eight's somewhat reliable. It's strong, it's but it strong. has quirks. It does have yeah. As with um, most BMWs. But the five cylinder, the Audi five cylinder is one of the most reliable tunable engines that yeah. I have seen in a long time, probably since the 2J. And <laughs> <laughs> like the amount of power you can get out of that thing without breaking it is stupid. Yeah, for not a very big motor either. No, not at all. And it sounds so unique. And I just, Yeah, it sounds cool. It's amazing. It's a very unique so engine. I'm frankly taking the GTRS and going to the poll results, it looks like so are my followers. Yeah. Um, 71% voted for the Audi TTRS versus 29%. Mm, really? Yeah. It seems like everybody wants the TTRS. I had somebody say, um, I actually had somebody DM me and say, I'm taking the TTRS. If I wanted a Z4, I'd go buy the Supra. Fair enough. Yeah. Really is fair enough. Um, even though on the uh, last week's vote, people voted for the Supra, even though people know it's a BMW. Um, the Z4 got slaughtered on my page. Not surprised. It got slaughtered. Uh, 89% voted for TTRS, only 11% for Z4. Nobody cares about the Z4. Yeah. Which sucks, because it happens every generation the Z4 comes out. Yeah. And that's why it goes away. It's because BMW back. doesn't make good sports cars. They make you good. You might want to take that back. No, no, no. <laughs> in, the way, in, the way that, in the way that a traditional sports car is made, Two-seat, okay. front-engine, rear-drive. Okay. Okay? Not talking about taking a sedan, like an M3, like a 3-series, and then making it into a sports car. Okay. They make fantastic sports sedans and sports, like, mm-hmm. coupe sedan things. They don't make good sports cars. The only mm. one they've ever made that was good was the M1. Think about it. The i8 was trash. Oh, yeah. The i8 was trash. The yeah. last Z4 was kind of trash. The Z4 before that was kind of trash. The Z3 was actually, I mean, it was okay. Mm-hmm. The clown shoe was pretty great. The clown shoe is cool. But it was also a hatchback, so it was no longer really a two-seat sports yeah, car. I don't know. I guess it depends on your definition of a sports car. I mean, I get what you're saying. I guess M4, you can technically say. No, it has back seats, not a traditional sports car. Ah, it's based off of a man. sedan. Yeah, I don't know. That's kind of a blurred line there, because then you're also saying Camaros or uh, Mustangs aren't sports cars. But the Mustang is based on a chassis that is specifically designed for its purpose. So the the three series is not designed to be a sports car. It's designed to be a commuter car. I guess so. I don't know. Either way. That being said, Z4 got slaughtered. The the only I <laughs> I drive a Mustang, so I'm allowed to say this. The only Mustang that has never been based off of a sort of economy car style chassis is the new one. Mhm. Exactly. So, the only proper sports car Mustang is the new one. Hmm. <laughs> I drive a Mustang, I'm allowed to say that. <laughs> <laughs> so, in all reality, like Ford never made a good sports car either. They made a good muscle car. They oh, yeah. took the they took their biggest engine and then stuck it into an economy car chassis, which is basically what a muscle car was. That's what Dodge is doing amazing at doing. Mm-hmm. Right. 
Yeah, I don't know. That that definition could get blurred pretty quickly. Um, but at least for this dedicated two-door, the Z4, it's just, there's just not it's really meh. much going for it's it. Meh. Yeah, it's just not very unique. It doesn't have a whole lot of personality. No. It's functionally a good car, but. Which is a shame that it doesn't have personality because it's from BMW. BMW is usually very good at making cars with personality. M2CS. Mm, well, we discussed some of the recent years, maybe not. Yeah. But they're trying to bring that back. The F-Series chassis were kind of... Right. Eh. Exactly. But like the all of the E-chassis cars were just phenomenal. Mm-hmm. I mean, two of the two of the E-chassis cars, the E39 M5 and then the mm-hmm. E46 uh, M3, each of those are always in the talk for best driver's car ever. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. Like... BMW knows how to make it stuff. It's just been a while. Yeah. BMW's an interesting company. Sometimes yeah. they hit it right on the head, and sometimes they just get a little off. Yeah, just a little bit. Anyways, so your poll said it was 81. Oh, it got slaughtered. Yeah, about yeah. 90%. Jeez. TTRS. Yeah. So I think it's kind of obvious who wins this uh, this head-to-head here. I'm going to have to go, obviously, the Z4 won this, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what do we got left in the tournament? What cars do we have left? So we have we do left, have an M2, correct? We have the M2 Comp. So BMW, you're still in this, still in this, just not with the Z4. We have the C8 Corvette, we have a Hellcat, and we have a Cayman. Mm. What do you want to do next? And the 400Z, right? 400Zs. I mean, that that's that'll be in the next tier. Okay, you gotcha. I mean, so it'll go up against some other winner right at some point so we still have to go through some elimination rounds so we have m2 comp c8 corvette yeah uh hellcat and cayman which one do you want to do next i'm thinking Mm. i'm thinking m2 comp versus cayman could be cool and c8 corvette versus hellcat could be interesting let's do the muscle do the muscle c8 corvette versus hellcat yeah all right, so next uh, next week. We got some V8s under the hood. V8s, big, bad supercharger. Power versus refinement. A little and bit. computers. <laughs> and a good chassis. And a good chassis. Uh, but yeah, that'll be next week. But let's go on ahead now and move on into some new stuff. Okay. Um, so do you want to start? you want me to start? I mean, the biggest news is probably... Pretty big bombshell. Let's just go into it. All right. So, um, Ferrari's making proper hybrids now. Uh, <laughs> Ferrari is officially in the hybrid business. They're no longer in the V8 business, which is a little bit sad, but at least they came out with a ridiculous engine to start it off. So, um, they, they came out with the new 296 GTB, um, which stands for 2.9 liter V6 Gran Turismo Berlinetta. Um, and their new V6, uh, 2.9 liter V6, um, makes 653 horsepower. Just from the motor alone. Just from the motor. That's pretty impressive from a six-cylinder. Yes. Um, so it makes more horsepower per liter than any other car on the planet. I saw that. And I'm also wondering, is this the most powerful six-cylinder in production? I think so. 
I think it is. You keep you keep uh, saying the details. I'm trying to think of another car <laughs> that that's all, this also might be the highest horsepower six cylinder. I think it is. So it also revs to 8,500 RPM, which is pretty great. Woo! Um, but as I mentioned, this is a hybrid, so it also has an electric motor and battery. So the um, the electric motor is 164 horsepower and has 232 pounds feet. So it mm. takes the total up to 818 horsepower, which That's is proper. four. <laughs> so this car is supposed to replace the F8. This car makes more than 108 horsepower more than the F8 did. Mm-hmm. Like that is a huge jump from one generation to the next. A, a good amount, yeah. Is a huge jump. Yeah, and probably the torque is even more, maybe because now it's hybrid. Torque is actually low. Really, um, torque is only like 500 pounds feet total considering you wow, have 800 really? horsepower and yeah. so the torque represents almost half the the torque yeah i'm at the yeah the electric motor represents like half the torque yeah it's in total it's 546 pounds feet versus 818 Whoa. horsepower that's that's an odd six cylinder yeah like i said like i said i mean you and i were talking about it earlier i said this was not a torquey engine and i said i meant it like this is not a torquey yeah. engine it's very very power hungry. Whoa, that is that is interesting. Right? This is not right. your normal V6. Mm-mm. Not a twin turbo V6. No. Um it's it's kind of it lays kind of flat too. It's a 120 yeah. degree um angle. Which yeah, is, I think I think they a uh, different article or maybe that article cuz I read through that one as well. Um they really wanted to have a very low center of gravity. Yeah. So that might have also been partly why they went for such a high degree. Yeah. So the Pistons are almost sideways, like you said. Yeah, they're they're pretty pretty close. Not quite there, but they're pretty close to being, yeah. um, you know, completely flat. But probably the only reason they don't go flat is just for the sound. It's probably a part of it. Honestly, that's my part guess. Of it. Uh, but the car also is still rear drive, as you'd expect. It's a classic Ferrari. Um, it's also two inches shorter than the old car, than the F8, which is going to help a lot. I like with handling. that. I do too can make it more compact help it a lot with handling which is awesome uh but i want to talk about the styling for a second because i okay. think this is one of the most beautiful cars that has come out in the last two to three years yeah i agree with you um this car is gorgeous yeah it's got some gorgeous lines the proportions look right um i like the center exhaust yeah there uh, are some there are some lines that remind me of ferraris of old um like on the like on the roof lines Mm. of the car um okay. they kind of remind me of some older ferraris um and then there's <laughs> there's one in particular the the um the uh the a pillar they decided to black out which i think looks absolutely gorgeous mm, that floating rooftop design it, yeah it, it it looks fantastic but for some reason it looks out of like it kind of reminds me of a car out of gta 5 and i don't know why <laughs> like <laughs> i can't pinpoint my finger on it but that's what it kind of reminds me of i'm not i'm not complaining i like the look of it i just Hmm. i don't know uh but yeah i think this is one of the most beautiful cars i've seen in a while yeah it's a very gorgeous design it looks very elegant it does looks luxurious almost Almost like not necessarily just sporty it's luxurious almost like they're trying to attack aston martin the roma now this (laughs) Uh oh um yeah, such a gorgeous design. And also, I'm looking at it now. 
and I think it has a lot more personality than, especially the 488, um, oh, and then also the F8. Was, that oh. thing had no personality. It do, It didn't at no. all. Um, this has a little bit of personality. It's got a nice little look to it. It, yeah. it does, the more I look at it, it does remind me of classic Ferrari design, where it's just curves, mm-hmm. nice lines. Isn't it just gorgeous? It is. Yeah, I want one now. <laughs> oh, I would love it. And one. I'm a V8 guy. Like, I, I didn't think that I would like this thing, but they did such a good job with this engine, and the design of it is just incredible that I, I'm in love with it. I think it's amazing. Um, yeah. It will be interesting to see kind of how other supercar manufacturers that react to this because this is of course technically a first in its class and its segment oh, uh, i don't know we're talking about this so because i think mclaren beat them to it but you're you're insisting that I this is out that class that, i don't think that this and the artura are in the same class okay so because i see the artura as a um step down from the f8 class like i don't think ferrari has a proper competitor to the artura at least not price-wise. Performance-wise, the F8 and the 570S did kind of compete, but they were not at the same price bracket. Yeah, the McLaren is down quite a bit on horsepower. It's so weird. You know, oh, man. I think starting from a few years ago, Ferrari kind of, I think they like started on purposely getting out of McLaren's class. Yeah. Because they realized how good McLaren was. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like now they're trying to. I feel like with the 296, this is kind of like a jab back at the 720. I think so, definitely. And so I think they're trying to get themselves ahead because they know that oh, McLaren they know, is. They know McLaren's coming. They know McLaren's coming back after the 720 with something yeah. that's absolutely ridiculously insane. It's probably. Let's be realistic. It's probably going to have around 1,000 horsepower. Knowing oh, McLaren. Maybe. Maybe. Either that or it's going to have absolutely insane aero. One of the two. Just yeah. knowing McLaren. I don't think it'll be that high. I think they're going to just do It'd some be That'd be a really large jump. I know, but I think they're just going to do some ridiculous evolution. Hmm. I don't know. You know, looking back at it, um, talking about that for just for a quick second, I think that's the whole reason the F8 came out, or partly. Because if you notice, if you look at the timeline, the F8 came out very soon after the 488 yeah. I think it was only like two years yeah. maybe and a then there was only two years between the f8 and this right and Which i is, think it's because mclaren yeah they accelerated the game percent is because of mclaren they accelerated the game so fast yeah the f8 was literally just an evolution of the 488 in order to not be completely embarrassed by the 720 literally, literally because the 48 was getting demolished by the 720 yeah it was bad yeah it even the pista bad. even the pista even the pista by the regular 720 right so they and so oh yeah that's right because at that time the performance version of the 720 hadn't came out yet the 765 LT so that's the why F8 I was also came predicting. out before the 765 LT right <laughs> yeah cuz they knew they needed it yeah yeah so i think ferrari's trying to get ahead of the curve here i think they're trying to do what they can to get ahead of the curve Mm-hmm. Um, granted, everybody is kind of com- naturally comparing this car to the Artura. Like I said, I don't yeah. think they're in the same class. Yeah, the, the same power class. the power difference is huge. Also, I think there's going to be a big price difference as well. Yeah. Um. Yeah, 
Yeah, basically, basically they're not trying to have direct competitor, like to where it's so easy to compare them.、Mm-hmm. They're trying to on purposely kind of mix the the、uh, numbers up a little bit. Yeah. So、um, I think McLaren's going to respond back again. I mean, it's going to have it it's going to have the same sort of setup, right? Six cylinder, more than likely. Um, for the 720s successor, you think it's going to go six cylinder? I mean, the if you look back, right, the 720, the P1,、mm-hmm. and the 570, and the Senna all shared the same engine. Yeah, it was just different variations of the engine. Right, but it was all the same engine, so all the same V8. So why would they create a whole new? Like, why would they continue using that V8 when no, they've just gone and created a whole new V6 that they can probably do the same sort of thing with? Yeah, no, you're definitely right. I think it's eventually going to go to it, but I think maybe they can squeeze out one more generation, one more generation with、I'd、the V8. I'd like、V8. that, but I don't think it's going to happen. Okay. I just I don't know. I knowing McLaren, they're looking for the fastest way forward. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I don't know. They don't they're know. always looking for the fastest evolution, the next evolution. <sighs> they're not they're not、Man. just going for speed. Like they're trying to be as Forward thinking as they can be. I think they'll squeeze one more generation, we'll but、see. time will tell.、Um, I like them too. One other thing we got to mention is that the rumors were a little off on this one. A little bit, not, it not is terribly not though. Not based on the Maserati. No, it is not. We were、uh, we were suspecting, and also the rumors pointed to that it was going to ride on Maserati's chassis and also engine, and neither of those are true. Nope. And the name is not Dino. <laughs> and also, the name is not Dino, <laughs> which is a little disappointing. I kind of was hoping it would go to the Dino name, but whatever. Two ninety six is okay. It has a little bit of a ring to it. Um, but I mean, yeah, the it's it's actually a good thing that the Ferrari is not on the Maserati platform because a that gives Ferrari that keeps Ferrari's uniqueness, and b、mm-hmm. that just goes to show that Maserati can actually create stuff like on their own now. They're not using Ferrari tech. That's true. That's, Now, granted, they are using like in their new so in Maserati's new engine, the Nitruno,、mm-hmm. um, which is also twin turbo V6. This one makes 631 horsepower、mm-hmm. um, rather than the 653, which is still a big number, but it's not 653.、Um, but then in the Nitruno engine, they're using some、uh, pre pre chamber.、Um, what's it called? Uh, like basically, it's it's ex- the the fuel is igniting before、okay. it enters the actual cylinder chamber, and that's、okay. only been using that's only been used in F one. So yeah, that, that means that sophisticated. It's, it's very sophisticated. <laughs> If I'm especially since I'm having trouble remembering how it goes specifically, right? But、um, it's come. It I mean, it comes from F one tech, which、mm-hmm. they're the only two teams that Stellantis has in F one. I guess technically three are Ferrari. An Alfa Romeo, and I、mm. guess you could kind of count Haas because Haas is using a Ferrari engine.、Mm. So, but still, gotcha. Maserati was able to use you know use that tech and create their own stuff. Yeah, which gives me hope for Maserati's future. Oh yeah, no, we're both looking for for the、um, MC12 or MC MC20. MC20. I got the name mixed up. Twenty, twenty. Oof, yeah, it's a late night yeah, for me.、Is. Um, the one thing I do find oh actually rewind, um, 
it is interesting though that they're at least not using the chassis because Ferrari's chassis is still aluminum. Still aluminum. Even with McLaren's chassis, which is all carbon fiber, fiber and it's a fantastic chassis, uh, which is also partly why McLaren has been killing Dominating. the game. Um, Maserati does He's have a carbon monocoque. Yep. So it is interesting that Ferrari isn't using the Maserati chassis. And Maserati's carbon monocoque is absolutely gorgeous. I don't mm-hmm. know if you've seen like any of the car. Not like, too much, but I know open. you were just looking at it. Yes. For some reason, I was like obsessed with looking at Maserati MC20 videos last night. I'm not <laughs> sure why. Um, the night before that was Porsche 911 videos because, of course, mm. it was. Um, but the, yeah, so last night uh, when I was watching through, I noticed that the entire thing is forged carbon. So it's not just like, you know, it's not just in a normal carbon weave, like it's all forged carbon and it just looks so gorgeous. That's awesome. Yeah. And they, they glossed, they kind of, they kind of glossed some of the, some of the portions of the, uh, of the gloss of the forged carbon, um, in like what is, um, what is actually visible to, to the customer, to the owner. Um, so it just looks fantastic. Like I'm, I'm very proud of Maserati for this, for this car. Yeah. I can't wait for it to come out. Me neither. I can't wait. I want to see one. Um, probably the one last thing I want to point out with the Ferrari. Yes. Is that it is also still rear wheel drive. Yeah. That's going to be, that's going to be crazy. It's going to be awesome. I think they, I don't think they've talked about it much, but if I had to guess, there's probably going to be some very, um, trick traction control. Very, yeah, some very good trash control, stability yep. control systems on here because rear wheel drive with 800 horsepower and part of that being electric power. Yep. Woof, that's mm-hmm. a lot to handle. And probably some trick torque vectoring for sure. Yeah, most I definitely. Assume. I mean, the car is going to be absolutely ridiculous. Um, it's gorgeous. I Sorry. love it. I, I'm looking at the picture. It's so gorgeous. It's so beautiful. <laughs> like this immediately just earns a spot in the in the dream garage. You know what I mean? It's one of those. It's just it's just gorgeous. So I mean, well done Ferrari. Um I've becoming it's so weird. About a year ago, if you had said, Do you like Ferrari? I would have been like, nah, prob- no. McLaren. Like probably I would have been all McLaren and Porsche. All aboard McLaren and Porsche. Now I'm like yeah. Ferrari and Porsche. They're doing, <laughs> like, pretty good. They're doing pretty good. Not no no uh you know, no hits to McLaren there. Like McLaren's still doing amazingly. It's just that Ferrari's come back. Right, you know, it's not like Ferrari. It's not like McLaren's dropped the ball. It's just Ferrari's like doing stuff again, which is good. Good job, Ferrari. Hey guys, what's up? It's Josh from the Next Apex Podcast. If you did enjoy that episode, be sure to give us a five star review over on Apple Podcasts. Give us a follow over on Apple Podcasts and or on Spotify um, as well. If you're on YouTube, be sure to give us a like rating. Give me a follow over at Josh underscore Bayless on Instagram and give Donovan one at D Tompkins Media on Instagram. Uh, be sure to follow us on all of our platforms, the next Apex podcast. Uh, there will be another episode coming out in just a couple of days as this was not a complete episode. It's something we're trying a different format, um, if you will. So if it is something you guys do enjoy, be sure to message us over on one of those social media platforms. Um, but until then, we'll see y'all on the next Apex.